This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 159. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 159. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I'm happy to be here. It's September. Oh my gosh so many things to say about that. So I will first of all let you know that when you get this downloaded on Labor Day, I will actually be in Europe. So hopefully I'm off having a great time eating a lot of bread and cheese and drinking a lot of wine. Someone told me that there's no sulfites in the wine in Europe, so you can't get a hangover. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm going to test that out probably every day. So I'll let you know how that goes. We are going to Europe to spend some time with some friends of ours who currently live in Luxembourg. And then we're going to spend some time in Paris and we're taking Vinny with us. So I'm very excited about the whole thing. It's been a lot of fun planning the trip and we've been doing a lot of anticipating and especially going with Vinny, who's almost five. We've been really conscientious of like trying to sell him on the whole thing because it's not like going to Disneyland where there's like fun rides and stuff. Like a lot of the stuff is going to be way more for us than for him. So the things he's really excited about right now are seeing castles in Luxembourg and going to the Lego store in Paris. So Beyond that, I'm not sure how into everything he's going to be. So we'll have to see how it goes. I did buy him some early birthday presents, like small travel items that I can bribe him with as needed, like little activities, games, and toys that he can use when like sitting at a restaurant for a little bit of a lengthy meal with us. So hopefully that'll be fun. I will say my husband sent me an email this morning 
with a suggestion. And I would love to know if any of you have ever done this for travel. He sent me a note and he was like, the subject line of the email said, Vinny's note. And I was like, what is this? And I opened it up and he had two notes. One was in English and one was translated into French. And it said, hello, my name is Vinny Dean. I'm an American. I'm four years old. I'm lost. My mom and dad are Sarah and Vince Dean. Here's their phone number. Please call them. And then that was in English and in French. And he sent me this. And of course, I like immediately teared up and was like, oh my gosh. And I actually was just listening to someone on a podcast talking about losing their daughter in a mall. And their daughter is nine. And they said it was just this kind of miscommunication between the mother and the daughter. And the daughter said she was going to go look at something around the corner. The mom was watching her the whole time. And then like the mom turned her back to talk to one of her other kids for a second. And they just, something happened and they got separated. And so as the mom was talking through this whole scenario and she was without her daughter for about 25 minutes, the panic that ensued and they had mall security looking for her and she ended up being fine. She ended up doing exactly what her mom said. And she went into a different store and asked them to call her mom, but she was a very polite little girl and she ended up waiting in line at the store. So it took her a long time to call her mom because she'd been in line waiting for all these other customers to make their purchases. And when her mom said like, honey, why didn't you just go up to the counter? And she said, well, I didn't want to be rude. So I waited for my turn. Well, in the meantime, her mom was like panicking. Mall security is looking for this little girl. So they ended up reuniting, but I've just heard this other story about that experience. So then I see this note from that my husband sends me that's like, here's what we need to put in Vinny's pocket while we're traveling. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm hoping that just having the note in his pocket will be the insurance that it will never be used. Because I can't even imagine if that note has to get used, the panic that I will experience. But other than that, I'm really excited about the trip. So I'll definitely be able to do a little bit of a trip report when we get back. A couple other things to catch you up on before we dive in. I'm super excited about today's episode, by the way. So we are going, just a minute, we will be diving into three things to think about for September. So we'll get to that in a moment. One other thing I wanted to fill you in on is that I just got back from a conference called Podcast Movement. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been uploading pictures there pretty regularly from that event. I got to meet some really cool people. I got to meet some of my podcasting heroes. I met Dr. Drew. I met Heather McDonald, who was the MC for one of the events there. So Heather McDonald has a podcast called Juicy Scoop, which is phenomenal, if especially if you are a reality TV lover, but she's a comedian. So I'm really inspired by the way she uses humor and stories. And it's actually really great for me to listen to podcasts that are very different than mine because it inspires me to frame things in a different way and just see how other people use story and comedy and emotion in their podcast. So I love following Heather and also I love some reality TV. So I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I love getting in on all her gossip. So she's really great. And then meeting Dr. Drew was phenomenal. He's just someone I've admired for a long time. And so here's what I said when I met Dr. Drew. So the way this all played out, just to give you a quick story. I saw that Dr. Drew ate dinner next to me at a restaurant the night of this award ceremony. And I was sitting there eating with a group of three or four other women. We're sitting there eating. And all of a sudden, I like literally dropped my fork. And I was like, oh, my God, Dr. Drew was sitting right there at the table next to us with his wife. So we're all trying to like casually stare and not be noticed in our staring, which I'm sure totally didn't work. But anyways, Dr. Drew and his wife left the table a few minutes after we noticed him. They left to go to the awards ceremony. We left a little bit after that. We go get our seats for the awards ceremony. I'm like keeping an eye on him in his seat the whole time because I'm like, if he gets up to pee, you know I'm chasing him out into the hall to get a picture. And you all know I've done this before. Like, it's not beyond me to make a fool of myself for a good photo op if it's someone I really admire. So I'm like keeping an eye on him the whole time. So he is presented with the very final award of the evening. 
So I had to wait through the entire award ceremony, which did get a little boring, did drag on a little bit long. And so then at the very end, I'm like, well, I've waited through this whole thing. Like I'm going to wait until the show is over so that I can go up to him and say hi and ask for a picture. So here's the thing about asking for a picture with someone you really admire. You don't want to seem too stalkerish and just go up and say like, hey, can I get your picture? Instead, you lead with a compliment. So I went up and I also wanted to, like I wanted to lead with a compliment, but I also wanted to not sound too fangirly. So I tried to connect us professionally. So here's what I said, and you can let me know if you think this was a good way to connect us or not. So I went up and I said, hey, Dr. Drew, I am someone who's worked in mental health and health and wellness and fitness for 20 years now. And like, as I said that, I was doing the math. I was like, is that even right? Has it been 20 years? And I was like, I think it's been close. Then I did the math after I was like, oh, it has been 20 years. So yes, well done. So I said, so I've worked in the field for 20 years. I've always admired you. I'm totally inspired by your work. And I just learned so much from listening to you talk about your work with people in addiction and mental health and those kinds of things. So I just wanted to thank you for everything that you put out there. And it's really impacted me. So he was like, oh, thank you so much, Sarah. He used my name. Thank you so much, Sarah. That's so great. Would you mind taking a picture with me? He was like, oh, absolutely. He was super nice. So I got my picture with Dr. Drew. So that's all over on Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy. And then I just got to connect with other people who were friends who I've met at other events and mentors that I've admired online. And it was just a really, really good time. So I always come away from those things so grateful for pushing myself out of my comfort zone. One of the posts I put up during those few days at the conference, it was the night that I went to the awards show and I ended up having to like go downstairs. There was like a red carpet line before we met up for dinner with some people who I knew. And so I like had to go to this like red carpet, like entrance into the evening kind of a thing by myself. And I was like, oh, so uncomfortable. And luckily, shortly after I got there, I connected with a friend. So then then we went to the photo, the red carpet line and took pictures and everything. And it was great. But this episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Nutrafol. 
Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you are not alone. Thinning hair is normal, but it's not openly talked about, so it can feel lonely and frustrating and sometimes even embarrassing when you're going through it yourself. Join the over one million people who are doing something about their thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over one million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder, so if you are a heavy shedder, or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself, and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. To get started, you can take their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com, which will give you a personalized health plan based on your special root causes. Nutrafol is committed to helping you identify root causes of any shedding or hair loss so that you can really start to rebuild healthy hair in a way that is customized to you. So take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHAMELESS. Nutrafol.com, code SHAMELESS. Walking into those situations is, oh, it's just, my stomach is like in a pit. And then once I'm there, I'm fine. But like, those are just uncomfortable things. And especially knowing that like there was going to be some big people in podcasting there. Like I was a little nervous. Oh, and I also met Gretchen Rubin that night. So after my picture with Dr. Drew, which was like most people had left by the time I got my picture with him, like then had really emptied out. Gretchen Rubin and her sister, Elizabeth Kraft were there. They have the happier podcast and adore them. And so I talked to Gretchen. I've met her now three times. So I was like, okay, like I'm not holding back anymore. So but I was like, we've met two other times. I'm such a fan. I talk about your work. I talk about your books on my show. And when I present to other women and she was really nice about the whole thing. And so I said, so I'm going to need to reach out to you and ask you to be on my show. And she was like, yeah, totally. And she asked me my name again. I said, Sarah Dean. She goes, okay, Sarah Dean, like I'm going to remember that. So here's me saying to you, this is my accountability right here that I put myself out there. She said that she would do the show. So I'm going to invite her to come on the show. So those of you not familiar with Gretchen Rubin, she wrote The Happiness Project and Better Than Before. And her new book, The Four Tendencies is about to come out. And I've referenced The Four Tendencies on this show before. And I'm just kind of fascinated by her work in this field. So very excited to get that on the book. So I'll keep you posted. So anyways, I just really push myself over and over to get uncomfortable in these situations so that I can make connections so that I can grow. Because when I do that, I build confidence over time. So it's definitely powerful to push yourself into those little things, little things where like it would have been just as easy to stay in my room and get room service that night. It would have been just as easy to walk past Gretchen room and be like, you know what? I already met her twice. Like I'm not going to bug her again. But if I say like, oh, I've met you three times. I know I'm going to ask you for something like that stands out. That's how people remember you. And I will say when people come up to me, not like it happens so often, but when it does happen, when people come up to me and say like, I recognize you, I listened to your podcast, or I followed you from your gym locally or whatever the situation is, I am like so touched and honored. And it's the biggest compliment. And I get really excited because I'm like, oh, I have a minute here to impact this person and like make them really excited that we got to connect live in person. And if they want to take a picture, like, oh my gosh, yes, please. So those kinds of moments are really powerful. And I just would encourage you to be a fangirl, like go after the things that you want, connect with the people you want to connect with, go to events that make you a little uncomfortable that will challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone. So 
That's that. You could include some of those items, some of those action items I just gave you for your three things to think about in September, but I'm going to give you three other things. And my three things to think about in September are actually all around the same theme this month. So I'm aware of what September often means for women and moms in particular. Owning a gym and being in the fitness industry for so many years It's funny that everyone's like, oh, January, January is like the New Year's resolution month. Like that's when the gyms are booming. When your population is mostly moms, as it is in my population, actually September is when it's really booming because January is actually super chaotic. So September is when moms are like, we got the kids back in school. We're getting back on a routine. Like I'm done with like all the drinks and the potato salad and what have you from the summer. And now I'm going to like really buckle down and focus on me for a little bit. So I find that sometimes September for moms is more of a like quiet resolution month than January, where January is like where we talk about resolutions, but very frequently never get around to them. September is where I really see women buckling down with new habits, new routines. And I also think it's a great time to have your family centered around new habits and new routines. So I want to talk specifically about new routines around wellness for September. So these are my three things. So we're going to touch on three different parts of this for this conversation. We're going to talk about movement, fuel, and sleep. So as you're entering a new season, a new month, and September I feel like is a very transitional month because you're transitioning seasons, you're transitioning kids back to school, there's a lot of things shifting. I want you to be considering how are you shifting your routines? What can you include that will make you better in the new season? What can you include that will really like light you up, light your fire, make you feel great, make you feel more strong, powerful, capable? This is really a time to think about what can I start to implement to get me closer to some goals I might have on my plate. Now, that said, if you're going to add things to your plate, take some things off. So when I say I want you to add some stuff, I also want you to be like, okay, like I'm no longer going to hold space for some things. So decide what are you no longer doing? Maybe this is the year that you're like, I'm not doing the PTA. Like I'm going to share some carpool duties instead of doing it all or whatever. Like make sure you're taking something off your plate if you're putting something on. Maybe you're not going to make the kids lunches because they're going to make their own dang lunches and you can work out in the morning instead. So think about what can you take off your plate before you add new things onto your plate. So moving into these three categories, I'm going to start with movement. Where can you add movement to your life? So maybe you have not worked out over the summer. Maybe movement has been a low priority item. Maybe it's time to either increase your movement or look at how movement is related to your fall goals. And so when I talk about movement, this might be traditional working out. So it might be, you know, getting back in the gym, going back to whatever exercise classes you really like. It might be, you know, syncing up with your workout buddies again. It might be, you know, running back on the schedule with a neighbor, whatever that looks like to you. It might be that you do these things at home. If you're looking for something to get started with and you don't want to leave your house, which is often my recommendation for moms because I think that it's the easiest way to get started, low barrier of entry if you just do something at home. Two really good resources for home workouts are Aptive, which is an audio app where you listen to the app in your earbuds and it tells you what to do and they have a million different kinds of workouts. They were a longtime sponsor of our show. I'm still very connected to them and really, really love their product. So Aptive, that's A-A-P-T-I-V, is an audio app that walks you through all different kinds of workouts, all different levels of workouts. There's another app the BOD app, which stands for Beachbody On Demand. And if you go to Beachbody On Demand, you can get video workouts where the videos, they're follow along video workouts and they're 
phenomenal. So if you prefer video over audio, you can work out with the video workouts. So I've done both of these a lot. I've done a ton of the workouts on the bot app with the videos. I love the Shanti workouts. I've done some of the core to force workouts recently. I've done a ton of the Tony Horton workouts. I've done the hammer and chisel series. So I've done a lot of the workouts there. So those are excellent resources. And many of them are around 30 minutes or so, which I think is a good time frame. On the Aptive app, I've done some of their yoga workouts. I've done a lot of their running workouts. I've done some of their seven-minute bodyweight workouts. So that's a great place as well with a variety of time frames and also different activities. But again, that's going to be all audio. So that's your kind of thinking about what your preference is, audio versus video for those two different apps. So those are great starting places for workouts if you're like, yes, I need to work out, but like I need someone to tell me what to do and I just want to push play on something. That's where I'd recommend starting. If you already know what to do, where you're like, I know I just need to like get myself back on the gym, back on the treadmill, back doing weights, whatever the situation is for you, then just do it in a way that is reasonable for you. If you have a system that's worked before, if you don't have a system that's worked before, give yourself permission to start small. So Sean Stevenson of the Model Health Show, which is an amazing podcast, by the way. So I highly recommend that. That's Sean Stevenson, Model Health Show. He talks about four minute workouts first thing in the morning. And it's literally for him, like, I'm going to set a timer and jump rope for four minutes. Or I'm going to set a timer and do like, you know, 30 jumping jacks, 10 push ups, 10 squats, repeat until four minutes is up. So, super simple workouts that just get your blood flowing for the day. So, he does that, I think, every single day. And then some days he also will then, like, you know, mid morning or midday, go to the gym and do like, you know, a serious strength training workout. But he does these four minute workouts first thing in the morning to just get the blood flowing, to get your body fired up, to get your metabolism like charged up for the day. There's great health benefits to just doing four minutes. So, if you're thinking, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not gonna start off the school year with like hitting the gym for an hour hour, don't. That's totally fine. Instead, four minutes, 10 squats, 10 push-ups, 30 jumping jacks, repeat for four minutes. Like it can be that simple. There's a million different ways you could tweak that and create variety into that, but that's just a quick, simple example. But that's totally fine. Something that I frequently will do is do like a 10-minute or a 20-minute workout. I did this all the time when Vinny was a baby. I'd put him in his chair for breakfast get them all strapped in, put some food on the tray. And then I would do seven to 10 minutes on my kitchen floor. And I would literally set a timer. And it was just like whatever I could knock out while he was eating and, you know, throwing food on me, what have you. But seven to 10 minutes. And that was it because that was about as long as I could keep him in his chair without him needing me to like interact with him or him losing interest. So that's fine. Even now I will often do 10 to 20 minute workouts, especially when I'm traveling. But, you know, for the last month or so, actually, I've been doing about 15 to 20 minute workouts. And again, you can get a lot done in a short amount of time. And if you know, it's a short amount of time, you're actually really motivated for like, okay, I'm only doing this for X amount of minutes. So like, I'm going to totally kick butt versus like, if you go to the gym for an hour and you're like, well, I'm going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And like, you kind of pitter around and take some breaths and rest a little. But if you're setting a timer for 15 minutes, you're like, I'm going all in for 15 minutes. So there's some great benefits for shorter, more intense workouts, because a lot of times you kind of demand more of yourself, which I really like. Recognize that when you are moving, anything counts. So movement can also be restorative. So maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's a 20-minute walk in the morning. Maybe it is a 10-minute yoga session. Maybe it is something just nice and mellow. It can be anything, just recognizing that anything counts. So don't be afraid that just because you aren't doing a full hour or just because you're not, you know, making it, breaking a huge sweat that it doesn't count, anything counts. And I argue that doing a little bit of something every day is more powerful than doing big things three days a week when you're getting started. Because I think when you're getting started, you need to really instill 
the habit piece and the routine piece so that your body and your mind are like, yes, this is what we do every day. We get up and we do something. It doesn't matter what we do, but we get up and we do something. Or maybe you're doing it midday. Same idea though. Like every day at lunch, this is what we do. Or every day after the kids go to bed, this is what we do. So however you manage it, making it as consistent as possible is the best thing. So that doesn't mean hardcore every day. It might be that like some days it's 10 minutes hardcore. Some days it's 10 minutes of light yoga. Some days, you know, maybe some days it's an hour of something and some days it's 10 minutes of something easy. Like however you want to mix it up, but getting really consistent is going to be really powerful. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. Next, let's talk about fuel. So after movement, I would like you to also think about fueling in September because this is a great time for you to reframe some of your food habits if that's something that would help you reach goals that you might have for the fall, for the winter. 
With food, oftentimes when we're in and out of vacation mode in the summer, things get a little gray in terms of like boundaries around food. And so it might be like all of a sudden you're having alcohol every night because, oh my gosh, it's so hot. I need a glass of rosé. Or all of a sudden we're having, you know, going to ice cream all the time. Or there's just kind of junk around because the kids are home all day. Whatever the case may be, it's really helpful to look at how you fuel yourself come fall so that you can build in some new habits. So maybe it's that you're packing a lunch every day instead of eating out. Maybe it's that you're pre-chopping a bunch of vegetables every Sunday so that you have vegetables on hand to have in your house. Maybe you're going to start utilizing a crock pot or an Instapot. So I use my crock pot. I have two crock pots. I get them both fired up on the weekend. So I have lots of food prepped for the week so that I'm not coming home at five o'clock, six o'clock on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Let's get takeout or let's get pizza. We have things ready to go. My goal this year is to get an Instapot because I know they're all the rage. Like crockpots are not in style anymore. I can tell from what I'm seeing on Facebook and Instagram, all the cool people have Instapots. So I'm going to need to up my game this year and get an Instapot just for research purposes (laughs) and also to be one of the cool kids. But I know that Instapot is even more effective and efficient in some ways than crockpots because it can be really fast. So you don't have to prep it like in the morning for an evening meal. You can do it all right in the evening when you get home if you want to do it that way. And I think you can like do a whole chicken in like 20 minutes or something ridiculous. So those can be really helpful ways. Also recognizing with food and fuel, don't let good be the enemy of perfect. So sometimes we get so caught up in like, oh, well, like if I can't go all the way paleo, I'm just not going to change anything. Or if I'm not going to be like vegan, I'm not going to change anything. Like we think we have to go to an extreme if we're going to make a change. And that seems so big and daunting that we keep putting it off. Don't let good be the enemy of perfect. Make some changes that make sense to you and start slow if you need to. Like the first couple of weeks, maybe you're like, I'm just going to drink more water and eat one vegetable every day. And then after you do that, you're like, okay. Now I'm going to not have dessert anymore. So you're just making one habit change at a time. That might be easier. Some people do better with changing everything at once. So you know yourself, you know what works best for you. I've seen over the years that I have clients in both camps. Some of my clients do really well with a massive overhaul of everything. Other people do better with one thing at a time. And you can experiment with either. But if you do a massive overhaul and you feel like you're depriving yourself for like a week or two, you might not stick with it. So I would just warn you to be careful about feeling deprived because the longer you feel deprived, the more likely you are to fall off the wagon, revert to old habits and really lose track of your goals and then have kind of a mental regression as a result of that. I don't want that to happen. So be aware of the way you work and the way your body works when you're thinking about how you want to change fueling yourself, how you want to maybe improve your eating habits to get you closer to some of your goals. Third, and possibly most important, sleep. So I want you to be thinking about in September, how can you prioritize sleep in this new year? And this can really be a family thing because oftentimes kids end up staying up later in the summer and we do have to do a little bit of sleep training as we get ready to go back to school. So we're looking at like, how do we get to bed earlier? We're probably having to get up earlier. What are your family routines? How do you destimulate as a family in the evening? Do you have an evening alarm that's cues you to like, okay, now it's time for me to start getting ready for bed. iPhones now have nighttime alarms on them so that you can cue yourself to get ready for bed and be like, okay, like setting an alarm for 930. That is when I make sure that I am going up the stairs into the bedroom and I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face, getting in bed, doing a little bit of reading and calling it a day. That's I'm not on my phone anymore. I'm not, you know, engaging in whatever. I'm not doing dishes. I'm not anything. I'm just like, that's when I'm going to go make sure that I'm done with any action items for the day. And I'm going into like destimulation mode. So being really conscientious of having a bedtime routine is going to be important. And also 
having routines that are known throughout the family. So maybe you have a conversation with the family of like, here's how we're going to structure our evenings so that things work really fluidly. So you don't necessarily need to call it like, don't make it a big thing about bedtime. If you have kids who are going to be like, I don't want to go to bed early. Like if you make it a big bedtime thing, it might backfire on you. But if you're like, here's how we're going to make sure that our evenings are just really well planned and structured. Like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start, you know, at 530, this is what we're doing first. And then at 630, we're doing this. And at 730, we're doing this. So you're kind of backpedaling the whole thing. Also, the great thing with kids is that structure creates a great sense of freedom for kids and for adults as well. But kids really thrive in structure. So it doesn't need to be like, you know, super diehard, super strict, super rigid, but just for everyone to be on the same page to know that like, okay, this is the time that we eat. This is the time that we, you know, take baths or this is the time that we do homework. This is the time that we maybe, you know, watch a show or play a game or read books, whatever that is, having some consistency from one night to the next and having it be known. The other piece of that is that your family will then know what the routine is so that your routine isn't interrupted. So if you do have a child that is like, really pushing the boundaries on something, you're like, no, like my routine, like we talked about at our family meeting, my routine is that, you know, the kids go to bed at this time and mom has a routine that goes a little bit past that, but this is my routine and you don't get to infringe on my routine because I have my routine. Like all of our routines are really important. The other piece about that is that with your partner, you can say like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs at 930. This is like my cutoff. You don't have to do that. You know, your partner doesn't have to do the same thing as you, but letting it be known. So I know that sometimes in the summer, this summer, especially my husband and I, like we'll be watching TV and I'm like, oh, just one more show. So we're watching This Is Us. Finally, we're so late to the game. Like this is worse than Instapot. We are so late to the game on This Is Us. And oh my gosh, it's so good. So we'll watch an episode and it'll be like 930. And I'm like, okay, let's just do one more. So now as we move into fall, I'm like, no, like we're not doing just one more. I'm telling him I'm going to be conscientious of like going upstairs at 930 and starting my nighttime routine at 930 so that I can be lights out by 10, 1015. That's important to me. I don't want to do lights out at 1030, 1045 once we're back into the school year swing of things because it impacts my morning routine. And I want my morning routine to start at six, not at 6.30. Like I've gotten a little sloppy with the timing on that. So having a sleep routine is gonna be really, really powerful. Talking through this is gonna be so helpful because your family will then know the plan. So talk through what your movement, what your fuel and what your sleep are gonna look like. Talk through the routines. The power of routines is a big thing and that will help your kids learn over time how routines and structure really does create freedom for everyone. So this is a great thing to be modeling. Also, change things while everything is changing. So everything is already changing at the beginning of the school year. So it's not like out of left field for you to be like, okay, guys, family meeting, we need to talk about a few things. Like change it while there's already some things shifting. So they're like, oh, okay, like we're kind of, you know, putting some things together for this new season, for this new school year. Also, you're building a family culture of wellness, which is really, really important and really powerful. When your kids see you conscientiously making time to get movement in, to be aware of how you're going to eat and prepare food as a family, to be aware of your sleep patterns and schedules. That's all a big deal. So lastly, to finish here, I want to remind you that what you do most of the time matters most. So what do you want to do most of the time this fall? There's going to be outliers for sure. There's going to be days where like the evening routine is like thrown to the wayside. There's going to be days where you don't get any movement. There might be weeks where you don't get any movement. Like that's going to happen. But what do you want to do most of the time? Because that's what's going to matter most. So those were your three things to think about in September. I hope that was helpful. 
And I can't wait to hear from you. Let me know if you have other things to update me with for other routines you're getting started with this month. I would love to hear. And I hope you have a fantastic beginning of the month. I'm excited to check in with you all when we get back from Europe and give you a little update. And until then, make sure no matter what you do, you do it shamelessly. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.